1: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Fourth down and three with one forty-six to go. Shotgun snap. Dalton back shoulder throw. Oh. Cody Core dropped it. And the Baltimore Ravens get a stop. Marlon Humphrey in coverage. Good throw by Andy Dalton. Cody Core could not hold on.
2: Cody Core was complaining that he was grabbed at the high point of the route. Cody Core said... I was grabbed when I turned around trying to make a play on the football. Are you kidding me? It grabbed me down the football field, but the officials aren't going to call it. You're going to have to fight through that, and you're going to have to make a play on the football. And the ball hit him right in the chest, but he wasn't ready for the football because he was fighting through the grab, and the ball bounced off his chest.
3: Dan Hoare, Dave Lapham on the call. Bengals Radio Network. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. That's how it sounded as the Bengals drop to 5-5 five and five on the year, quick, before we get down to this game and talk about this game and talk about what the hell that was, just a quick reminder, this is the only Daily Bengals podcast out there. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please give me a follow at James Erpine on Twitter, at LockedOnBengals as well. What the hell was that? What was that? I don't know. Cody Core. Cody Core. That's who you go to. And I know I'm at my home office, so it might be echoing a little bit. But Cody Core? That's who you go to? Game on the line. Fourth and three. Ross has made a couple of plays. Tyler Boyd's made some huge plays. Giovanni Bernard, Matt Langle, CJ Uzama. They've all made big plays. Cody Core. Literally, I'm thinking about the Bengals roster and who I would have rather had in there in that moment to make the catch or make a play with the game on the line. I'd rather have Jordan Franks. I'd rather have Auden Tate. I'd certainly rather have Alex Erickson. Obviously, John Ross and Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Literally, Cody Core, your season is on the line and you go to 16. That's the guy you go to. That's the play. That's unforgivable. That's ridiculous. And, and there's plenty of issues I have with today, and, and we'll get into them. You're going to hear from uh, Marvin Lewis. You're going to hear from John Ross. You're going to hear from um, Tyler Boyd as well. I, I just, I have no idea. What the hell is going on? What These NFL coaches, think about this. NFL coaches spend more time than you do at work. Insignificantly more. Like, I think I work a lot. I work like 60 to 70 hours a week during the football season. Some of it, like right now, I can do from home. I'm blessed in that regard. NFL coaches stay in their office. They watch film. They go through game plans. They do things for hours and hours and hours and hours a week. are talking 16, 18-hour days. And the game is on the line. And instead of some creative way to get Tyler Boyd open, instead of some creative way to maybe get 1-5 open, or Giovanni Bernard open, which I'm I'm fine with Giovanni Bernard being in there and not Joe Mixon. Giovanni Bernard's a very good football player. That's fine. But you, you go to Cody Core. Stop it. That's unforgivable. There's no excuses. There's no one who can defend it. There's not a coach at Paul Brown Stadium who can make me think otherwise. They're out of their damn minds if you prepare all week, all season, kind of your season on the line. And in a good way. You win today. If they would have won, it would have propelled them. It would have ended the Ravens season, propelled them, and gave them a legitimate chance at 10 wins. And you easily could have saw 9 wins. Instead, Cody... Freaking core! What the hell is going on at Paul Brown Stadium? It' ridiculous. It, it's insane, and, and that's where we're we're gonna start today. Uh, it, it, I'm James Rupin. It's great to be with you, Cody Core. I, I can't get it out of my mind. Like I tweeted it four times. Cody Core. That that's what you do. Like Bengal, I'm available. I'm a, I could have caught a pass before going up to Cleveland. I could have done that. Cody core. Huh? It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's outlandish. It's whatever adjective you want to use, you can use because I don't know what the hell is going on. And I'm tired of Andy Dalton, Andy, Andy Dalton played like trash today. Awful, 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 awful. No more excuses. No more excuses at all. I don't know why in the hell the Bengals, and I'm just looking at the stats here, right? The Bengals got a whopping 19 first downs. 20, technically, because they had one by penalty, right? Uh, excuse me. I, I did that math wrong. They did 15 first downs. The Ravens had the 20. They had 23 first downs. So, so the the Bengals had 15 first downs. 10 of them came by the pass, 4 by the rush, right? That. Four rushing first downs. They ran the ball a whopping 16 times. 16 times. That's it. That's all. I look at Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon's stats here because you would think, oh, they're, they're going to try to run the ball a lot. 14 total touches between the two. Giovanni Bernard got two carries. Joe Mixon... Couldn't get the ball going. His long run of the day was four yards. You're telling me Gio can't get another run? you telling me he can't get some more love? Andy Dalton was better on the ground today than he was with his arm. Dalton finished 19 of 36 for 211 yards. He was only sacked once. He had two touchdowns, which bumps up that quarterback rating to 89. He was not good. Rookie Lamar Jackson outplayed Andy Dalton today finished 13 of 19 with 150 yards that's fine that's what you do by the way he also added 117 yards on the ground Lamar outplayed Andy Andy Dalton and what's interesting to me is this Bengals offense refuses to realize what it is Andy Dalton cannot be Batman I, I got this tweet today uh, Andy Dalton is is Robin without Batman, basically, when A.J. Green's out. It's like Robin without Batman. And I think it's more like Alfred the Butler without Batman. That That's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is Alfred. So if you have Alfred, you can survive with just Robin. Not long-term, not for a full season. But for some days, some days you can survive without Robin or without Batman. How do you do that? By going to your strengths. The Saints are on right now as I record this. They were up last I saw. I think it was 17 or 21 nothing against the Eagles. Guess what the Saints do? Even though they have a Hall of Famer, they have Batman at quarterback. And instead, they turn to a running game. They rely on a rushing attack. They get that going. And then when it's not going, they find creative ways to get the ball to their running backs out of the backfield. And make that work. It is insane to me. What's gone on. Insane with this offense. I get it. A.J. Green's out. I get it. The offensive line wasn't great. But I thought it was okay today. I get it. But look what you have in Andy Dalton. Look at the scheme. Look at the design today. What the Bengals did. Oh, Andy Dalton, you're going to go make plays. You're going to find guys. No, he's not that kind of guy. you got a scheme for it. What they do to, with Lamar? And I get it, Andy Dalton's in year seven, year eight, actually. What, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 8. Yeah, year eight. I was just making sure my math was right there. You gotta give him help. Andy Dalton isn't the isn't Batman. He's Alfred. Alfred isn't knocking out the bad guys. He's making sure Batman and Robin are comfortable so they can go out and do their jobs. Andy Dalton can keep Joe and Geo comfortable but can this offense actually scheme someone open can John Ross get a manufactured touch and I get it he had a drop today oh my god he had a drop uh, makes me sick makes me sick and I know there are people down there at Paul Brown Stadium oh 15 had a drop he just can't play he's a lot they're a lot like like some of the fans out there did, did you watch the game he's up to four touchdowns this year stop saying he can't make plays does he have a, a drop or two fine Send him back out there. Like when a young basketball player airballs back-to-back shots, but you know they have talent. You know what good coaches do? Hey, go out there and keep shooting shots that are open that are there. Keep shooting your shot. It'd be good. You'll be fine. That's what the Bengals need to do with John Ross. This idea that, oh, my goodness, he can't play. Did you see that catch today? Did, Did anybody see that catch today? You're going to hear from John Ross coming up. The 22-yard touchdown, it's easily the best catch of John Ross's career. And I don't want to hear he can't play anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. It's wrong. You're wrong. If you want to be on the wrong side, say he can't play. He can play. Does he have injury issues? Yes. Is he a finished product? No. But 15-1-5 can play. It's done. It's already established. It's de- the, the verdict is out. It's established. It's done. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, you're going to hear from Marvin Lewis. We'll get to Tyler Boyd. We'll get to 1-5 John Ross as well. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a lot to get to. Man, we're loaded. We're also going to get to some Dan Hoard highlights. Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham, Bengals Radio Network. No one does it better than them. But first, a word from my bookie. Because where you bet, just as important, is who you're betting on. My bookie is where it is at. If you have been following me, you know that I'm all about using my bookie. They have a great mobile site. They have in-game betting. They have live betting. They have over-unders for fantasy points and so much more. Check it out. It is my bookie. And right now, they're going to match your initial deposit dollar for dollar just because you're listening to Locked On Bengals. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON25, and that's going to get you – that match they're gonna match it dollar for dollar again promo code locked on 25 go there now you're not gonna regret it i love the website you will too and be sure to use their mobile site if that's more convenient for you you play you win you get paid with my bookie this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone
0: First down and 10 at the 22-yard line of Baltimore. Now Erickson will motion and line up behind right tackle Bobby Hart. Dalton fakes a handoff. He's going to lob it deep toward Ross oh. in the end zone. And it yeah. is a touchdown. How about that? A great catch Ooh. for John Ross Man. as he somehow maneuvered up and over Marlon Humphrey to reel in the 22-yard TD.
2: How about that? A contested catch by John Ross. He came back. The ball was underthrown. He came back on Humphrey. Humphrey didn't adjust to the ball. Ross found it. Humphrey never did. He came underneath Humphrey to make a play on it. Caught it. Got both feet down. He's on top of Humphrey, so he's not out of bounds. And he got both feet down. Every score is reviewed, but this one is going to stand. What a big, big play right there. Andy Dalton to John Ross.
3: That's how it sounded. John Ross balling. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear he can't play. All right, I, I get it. You know, Could he have made more plays? Did he have a drop? Yes. Is he going to be consistent? Not always, no. I'll tell you this. People down at PBS know how I feel about Mr. 1-5. They know I think they need to be more creative in getting him the ball and Joe Mixon the ball and Giovanni Bernard the ball. Why don't they just look at other NFL offenses? Like Sean Payton is giving you the blueprint with how to use running backs. The Kansas City Chiefs are giving you the blueprint with how to use speedy wide receivers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving you the blueprint with how to use Deshaun Jackson. The blueprint is there with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, it's not just Pat Mahomes. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay? So, I, I, I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm done. Like, I'm so done with, with, with this stuff. It makes no sense that they didn't win this game today. None. None. Without A.J., with A.J., doesn't matter. And there's plenty on the defense that I want to talk about. We'll probably have more time to talk about that later this week. We will discuss it a little bit. But uh, Dave Lapham caught up with John Ross in the Bengals' locker room after the game. Here's Lap with Ross.
2: John had a big uh, big touchdown catch in an important stage of the football game. Take us through that play. You made a heck of a play on that football.
4: Uh, just got the right call and a perfect, perfect, um, you know, opportunity. Andy throwing the ball up and giving me a, a chance to go basically make a play and compete. Yeah, you uh you
2: found the football. Humphrey really didn't and, and uh you made a great play and then get both feet down, you know, before he could recover and uh and, and that, that that was just a, a monster play. Did you realize how tight you were to the sideline?
4: Yes. Um I I saw where like when I felt the ball I, I looked down and made sure I got both feet in um, you know before anything if he tried to drag me out or something like that because I caught it and he also had his hand on the ball so I wanted to make sure you know that I definitely got my feet in you know so it'd be a touchdown call regardless. So
2: uh, during the course of the game, did they do anything from a coverage standpoint on the back end that you guys weren't expecting, or was it just what you had thought?
4: Uh, that was just what we thought. Um, you know we I think our coaches gotta they. They prepared us really well, you know, for you know what we saw and you know what we went through throughout the week.
2: That's a uh, that's a, a secondary that's very physical. I mean, they're, they're pretty handsy. They, they get hands on you pretty good. You have to fight through it and then hope the officials uh, see what they see. I guess.
4: Right, right. You know, so it's something we just have to compete for four quarters. Um, you know, and it, you know it's good that you know you get a lot lot of opportunities. We got a, we got a real good feel, you know, in the first quarter. So you know, we just like I said, had to compete through four quarters.
2: Didn't turn the ball over at all. No fumbles. No interceptions. You know, normally that bodes well in this in this series. It was a three point game. It was anybody's football game. Down to the down to the bitter end. How important was it to take care of the football today?
0: Very
4: important. Um, you know, we put a lot of stress on that. You know, um, a lot of good teams and good offenses. You you win a lot of games not turning the ball over. You know, so uh, for us to you know stay strong and compete and fight and not turn the ball over, I think that was big for us. Um, you know, it's something we should be. You know, working on more and more each and every week.
3: That's John Ross in the, uh, the post-game locker room, m and Bank Stadium. Bengals lose. Man, they lose 24-21. I don't even think I said the score at the top of the show, but it's ridiculous. Cody Core. Cody Core. Like, think about it. Cody Core doesn't even get interviewed after the game. That's who you go to? They might as well have tried to throw the ball to me, and I was in my basement getting things ready for a big move. It makes no sense to me how, with the season on your line, that is what you do, but that is what the Bengals did. I have plenty to talk about, too. Mr. Randy Bullock went Blandy on me today. Blandy Bullock, and I'm going to come up with a better name, but my God, can you kick a field goal? Can you? I mean, 51 yards in today's league, like, I called the the Moeller High School games, and they have a kicker, uh, a young man, 16, maybe 17 years old, uh, last name, Thib- I'll say, he's minor. Kevin Thibodeau, he's consistently kicking 45, 46-yard field goals. He was doing it in windy conditions and rainy conditions with high school snappers and high school coaches and high school training, and yet the Bengals can't trust Randy to kick a 50-yard field goal. Hey, Randy, you better figure it out. And here's the problem. He got a contract extension. He's 7 of 15 from 50 yards in his career. He gets a contract extension? What? By the way, speaking of extensions, you know who got a contract extension before the season started? Alex Erickson. And I was on board with it. How about you go to him instead of Cody Core? Maybe you throw the ball to Randy Bullock. Because his leg doesn't work, maybe his hands do. You know whose hands do work? Tyler Boyd. He talked with the media after the game.
5: That's that's where we are best at. You know, that's something we have to fixed throughout the game you know we want to be great and feel like we can score every single draft you know but at that last draft every time we was in that situation we scored so why not believe it you know so we just didn't get it this time
1: how frustrating has this stretch of games been after starting four and one one win in the last five games now
5: um it's tough it's a, it's a national football league you know a lot of things change quick you know and, and we got guys hurt still we starting to get our guys back and once everybody get healthy and everybody get rolling in, and we, i think we'll get right back on track Tyler, did the, that final drive
0: seem eerily familiar when you started at your own nine last year? I think it was at your own ten with about the same time left.
5: Definitely, you know, um, but I knew and we all knew that I wasn't going to be put in that same position to make that play because we knew that uh, I would get uh, coverage over my way, you know, but um, it, just, it just didn't happen this way. You know, it's hard because we always we always make it work in the last drive every game this year. So we just got to find a way.
1: You had some big catches today, obviously, in some big spots. But how much does this team need A.J. Green back to get going back in the ring?
5: I mean, it, it, it'll make us a lot better. You know, he's the best player on our team. You know, and with his help out there, you know, it relieves, shuts off a lot of guys. You know, and um, I just I, I just feel like we just need to make more plays than those guys. You know, if we'd have made more plays than them, then we still would have won. We still was in a position to win, you know, but... um. We just, we, we just lost.
1: Marvin said, "Now it's a fight to the finish as far as the playoffs go. At five and five, is that sense of urgency ramped up a bit now with this team?
5: Definitely, you know, because it's no more. We we almost could have had the games. So we gotta have the games. You know, we gotta we gotta win now. We can't we can't can't we can't take no more losses. If if we want to be great and we want to go to the postseason, then we gotta win.
1: What's the Confidence level on this team right now making the playoffs.
5: Um." huge you know I, I still believe that we can win you know we, i think it's going to finish it's going to end up us versus still trying to make it to the playoffs that's that's how i'm looking at it you know and um i believe that we can do it and everybody else was doing that's what we're going to do what did you think of john ross's contested touchdown catch it was great you know he finished in the game with that that was a that was a big time play a playmaker ability that's why we got him that's why he in there that's why he, we caught his number at times like that you know and it was just just a spark you know and if we continue to just do that every single draft it's like the sky's the limit, like I always mention, man.
3: That is Tyler Boyd in the Bengals' locker room earlier today following the Bengals' 24-21 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Up next, we're going to dive into the defense a little bit, a little bit, and uh, you will hear a couple of calls from Dan Horton and Dave Lapham. Some good ones. On what was a bad day, Bengals fall to 5-5. and five. I'm James Erpine. We're going to keep it rolling here on the Locked On Bengals
0: Podcast. Second down and four. The Ravens have it at their own 44-yard line. Jackson rolling to the right. Now he wants to take off and run. Now he throws. Oh, Intercepted baby. by Sean nice, Williams. Sean. Williams at the 45 of Baltimore. The 40 to the 35. And he will be tackled by Lamar Jackson around the 33-yard line.
2: Well, oh, there's the 11th interception of the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. Sean Williams' fourth interception coming into today's game. He was tied for fifth in the NFL. He and Jesse Bates with three interceptions apiece. Sean Williams is going to find him in the top himself in the top five. All by his lonesome. Good effort trying to get it over Sean Williams. His intended target was Willie Sneed. But Sean Williams said, nah, baby, nah, I'm gonna go airborne and pluck that bad boy. And pluck that bad boy. Dave
3: Lapham, Dan Horde on the call, Bengals, Radio Network, and ESPN 1530. Nah, baby, nah, is what the Ravens ended up saying to the Bengals today. A 24-21 victory for Baltimore. Both teams now five in five on the season. A big part of that was rookie Lamar Jackson. He ran for a buck seventeen on 27 attempts. Also really set up. The run game for Edwards, who had 115 yards rushing and a touchdown. Lamar also completed 13 of 19 passes for 115 yards. Willie Snead led the Baltimore Ravens in, in receptions, had five receptions for 51 yards, along of 17. Here is Sam Hubbard after the game with Dave Lapham. They discussed Lamar Jackson and the weapon he
2: is. Sam had a, uh, had a couple of big plays out there. Defensively today, but man, uh, Jackson kid can run the football. And this George Edwards man, the guys—they had the thunder and lightning going. They had Edwards uh, running between the tackles and Jackson on the perimeter today.
6: Yeah, you know they're very—you know—they're just running the zone read. I faced it a lot in college, and it's really dangerous when you got two dynamic guys like that. Um, yeah, they—they they had a, a great attack, and we are running the ball. You know, just wasn't enough today.
2: He's such an athlete in space. I mean, even in the pocket, the guy. He can change direction so fast. I mean, he can buy time even when it looks like, you know, he's totally leveraged and corralled. The kid's got some sweet feet. He's gifted with that foot quickness, isn't he?
6: Yeah, he is for sure. You know, it's going to be a challenge placing him, playing him for years to come. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting after him as long as I can. But uh, he's going to be a great player for a while.
2: The key with him is uh, make him one-dimensional. You know, can't let that running game get established where he doesn't have to throw. You want to, you want to make him throw the ball because he has to, not because he wants to, right?
6: Yeah, you got to take away the run. And, uh, you know, they're doing different stuff we hadn't prepared for. Um, And, uh, you know, it all starts with stopping the run. Today we didn't uh, do it effectively.
3: That's Sam Hubbard with Dave Lapham after the game, and he's not wrong. They did not stop the run effectively, not even close. The Ravens had 15 first downs rushing the ball, 23 for the game. They ran the ball 54 times. Averaged uh, 4.9 yards per rush um, between uh, all the different rushes and rushing attacks and running backs that they had, and that it's a difference in the game. I mean, when you do that, when you give up that kind of production, that's what's going to happen. Period. And I'm looking here just at the total yards, and it it's tough, man. I, I mean, look at they had 265 yards rushing. A bunch of different players got chances. Jackson, Edwards, Collins, uh, Chris Moore, Ty Montgomery, uh, Buck Allen, John Brown, all had carries. Now, some didn't result in much, but 4.9 yards per carry, along of 21, two rushing touchdowns on the ground. You knew this is how a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens offense was going to beat you, and they did just that. Here's Marvin Lewis with Dave Lapham after the game.
2: Coach, obviously, uh, Ravens got that running game going with two two guys that r- rush for over 100 yards. You got the uh, the lightning of uh, Jackson and the thunder of George Edwards was a was a tough combo. Well,
7: we just got to you know uh, understand the, the 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 fits and everything, and and uh, as we you know we did a good you know once we. When we, had, we played it right, we stopped it for two-yard gains. We just got it, weren't consistent enough with it. And understanding that, keeping the leverage is the most important thing, particularly on the outside when the quarterback kept the football.
2: The first drive, you know, they, they seemed to, to, to establish it. And then you guys made the adjustments, whatever you made, just emphasizing here's what you got to do. And you shut them down for like, like three series. Um, and then it's just a matter of the kids got such unbelievably electric feet. Jackson's a tough guy.
7: Well, we got to, you have to run for leverage on him, and a couple of times we waited and hesitated, and then he, he's able to fall forward and make six, seven yards instead of a two-yard gain. When we ran in leverage and, and so forth, we did a good job of that, and then just understanding the interior part of that along with you know the RPO part, throwing the football. So you, and we settled into that sometimes, and we did a nice job. So just got to look at it on tape and, and get a better feel for it
2: offensively, you know, not a whole lot of productivity in terms of yards and not enough points, but took care of the football, didn't turn it over. They had one turnover. You stopped them on downs. You had basically two big series there, and this is the first time, you know, since you've been coaching against the Ravens, that the team that that won the turnover battle, you know, lost the lost the football game on your side of it anyway, but that, that part of it really kept you in the football game.
7: Yeah, again, it was an opportunity for the lead, and again, we just got to get him stopped. You know, the the field goal before halftime, he scrambles, we come out of coverage, that's a huge play, you know, we we can't do that, and, uh, you know, they had a couple other opportunities there, and, and uh, you know, where they had to end up punting it, but... You know, we come out of coverage there. We can't do that. We got to stay, you know, those are the things you got to learn when you're playing a quarterback that runs. You got to just, you know, you got to take care of your job. Let the other guys chase the quarterback.
2: Justin Tucker, best ever. You know he's got the best conversion percentage in the history of the NFL. He hits two of over fifty yards, including a fifty-six yarder, and the one that uh, that Bullock has a shot at doesn't doesn't quite make different. Obviously, difference in the game in a closely contested game like this.
7: Yeah, well, we, you know that's we get put our the offense put us in position uh, to get the kick there, and we got to you know we got to make the kick. That's part of it, you know. And uh, it's unfortunate uh, that Randy missed the kick there.
2: So now it's, uh, you know, you, you and the Ravens are, are even-steven and yep. beating each other once, and now you just continue to grind to the conclusion? That's
7: right. Now we've got to race, and that's what it is. These guys got to understand that. You got to get excited about it. We've got to go grind. They, they fought hard together today. That's step one. Step two is go winning with it. He sounds encouraged. Does
3: Huey Lewis and the Bengals? 0-1 oh in the Huey Lewis era are the Bengals, Defense, look, was it a little better? Sure. They were going up against the quarterback that the the Ravens clearly didn't trust to throw downfield. So it's easy to contain part of it. Gave up nearly 300 yards on the ground. Yeah, go win, Marvin. You're, You're right. Go win. And big picture here, and I tweeted this out. I think that the Bengals, they're still in it, but there's no more margin for error. You had to win at Cleveland or at Baltimore. Those, those were one of the two. It would have been nice if you get it done today. So now you have to sweep Cleveland. You sweep Cleveland, you beat Oakland at home, and you beat Denver at home. Three of four on, on the, are at home, and you have to win one road game in your, in your division. You do that, you get the nine wins, you're probably in the playoffs. Regardless of Week 17 with Pittsburgh, and I've had some people say, oh, well, Pittsburgh might have to sit players. Really? You think the Patriots are going to lose a bunch? Do you think the, the Chiefs are going to lose a bunch? Nah, Pittsburgh is is going to be playing for a bye. That's what I think Pittsburgh's going to be doing. So if you're the Bengals, you better gear up. You better get the nine wins well before week 17. And you do that by winning against Cleveland next week, beating Cleveland on the road in December, handling business at home against Oakland, handling business at home against Denver. Let's do this before we close up shop and put a bow on this post-game edition, Man, Four out of the past five games have been L's. This is getting ridiculous. The 5-5 five and five Bengals scored 21 points. You heard the John Ross touchdown earlier in the
0: podcast. Here are the other two touchdowns, courtesy of the Bengals Radio Network. Jake Fisher checks in as a sixth offensive lineman. He will line up next to right tackle Bobby Hart. Sam Hubbard in at fullback. First and goal from the one. They oh, give it to Mixon, yeah. and he fights his yeah. way across the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals as Joe Mixon plowed over Jefferson and took it into the end zone for the score.
2: Nice job by Joe Nixon and Mixon. Nice body lean right there, and he uses Billy Price as a stool, and he starts playing the keyboard. Billy Price was the bench of the piano or the organ or whatever, and Joe Mixon playing the keyboard there. I, I, I guess I'm going to have to figure out or ask what the significance of that was. I guess, I don't know, played it like a, played it like a musician would or whatever, but nonetheless... 7-7, seven seven. Bengals take advantage of field position. A nice throw by Andy Dalton to Tyler Boyd, a nice screen pass uh, to Joe Mixon, then finalized by Mixon's touchdown run.
0: First and goal from the four, Mixon lined up wide to the left, now he motions into the backfield. Dalton waiting for the shotgun snap, catches it to nine, drops straight back, throws oh! it in the middle, yeah. it is caught for a touchdown. Hauled in by Matt Lengel. Yeah. His second career touchdown catch. His first in a Bengals uniform. And Cincinnati has tied it, pending the extra point.
2: He's one of 71 guys to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady, and he caught one from Andy Dalton. And I'm telling you, Dan, he was wide open. I mean, nobody was within him in the compass, north, south, east, or west. Nobody was within five yards of Matt Langle. They decided to let the big boy all by his lonesome in the middle of the football field. Dan
3: Horde and Dave Lapham are the best. That was them on the call there. Happier times. Happier times. The Huey Lewis era ends, or begins, excuse me. <laughs> the Huey Lewis era begins with a loss. 0-1 is Huey Lewis and the Bengals together again. And the Bengals drop to 5-5 on the season. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We have our weekly film review this week. We will catch up with Locked On Browns the preview Sunday's matchup and so much more. Keep it locked right here. Hey, we aren't going anywhere. I'm right here. I know I had that announcement, and that things are going to be happening. We're continuing Locked on Bengals. Win, lose, draw, rain, shine, cold, not cold. Whether I'm in Cleveland, in Cincinnati, in Antarctica, it doesn't matter. Locked on Bengals is right here, uh, and it's uh, it's great to be with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back at it tomorrow. Quick reminder, you can subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Also, give me a follow at James JamesRapine on Twitter. At Locked On Bengals. Until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.
8: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.